Welcome back to The Breakdown with me, NLW. It's a daily podcast on macro, Bitcoin, and the big picture power shifts remaking our world. The Breakdown is sponsored by Nexo.io, Near, and FTX, and produced and distributed by Coindesk. What's going on, guys? It is Sunday, June 5th, and that means it's time for Long Read Sunday. Before we get into that, however, if you are enjoying The Breakdown, please go subscribe to it, give it a rating, give it a review, or if you want to dig deeper into the conversation, come join us on The Breakers Discord. You can find a link in the show notes or go to bit.ly slash breakdownpod. Also, a disclosure as always, in addition to them being a sponsor of the show, I also work with FTX. Now, it has been a little dreary, I will admit, on The Breakdown because crypto's in a weird spot. Markets are kind of circling around as we figure out what the hell's going on from a monetary policy perspective and whether all this hawkishness is actually going to translate into anything other than a recession. Critics are emboldened in that sort of environment where crypto is on the back foot. Enforcement actions that would have happened, by the way, I believe, whether it was a bull market or a bear, are happen to be coming down at the same time. And so you are forgiven if you're like, man, there is not as much optimism as I would like to see. So today we're going to try to bring a little bit of that optimism back into the show with our selection for LRS. I'm going to be reading a piece called How Web3 Changes Philanthropy. It's from Reese Lindmark and is about how the crypto generation could rewrite the rules of charitable giving. Ten years ago, the rebels hadn't won. There was no Web3, no non-fungible tokens, no decentralized finance, no decentralized autonomous organizations. No Coinbase, no Ethereum, no A16Z crypto. Now, in 2022, we have all of these things. Elon Musk pitches Dogecoin on Twitter. The Miami Heat shoot hoops in the FTX arena. Matt Damon shills crypto to millions during the Super Bowl. Now our feeds are full of NFT profile pictures. There are tokens worth $100 billion staked across dozens of DeFi ecosystems. And DAOs almost by constitutions and Parisian art. Meanwhile, FTX chief Sam Bankman-Fried casually becomes President Joe Biden's second biggest donor. Web3 is the biggest wealth creation event in history. The crypto rebels have won. But we're only 10 years in. What will happen in 2040? What does this mean for society? What does this mean for philanthropy? To understand what will happen in 2040, we will look at three angles. One, the past, Web3 and the history of wealth creation events. Two, the present, how crypto whales are leveraging their wealth today. And three, future, decentralized solar punk society. Part one, past. Web three in the history of wealth creation events. A decade ago, crypto billionaires didn't exist. Now there are dozens of them with Twitter optimized acronyms such as SBF for Sam Bankman Fried and CZ for Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao. We've seen this before. The old rich give way to the new rich. Emperors like Genghis Khan and Caesar used to control all the wealth. Then the Industrial Revolution birthed billionaire oil magnates like John D. Rockefeller and steel magnates like Andrew Carnegie. Computers in Web 1 birthed billionaires like Bill Gates and Michael Dell. Web 2 created the elite of today. Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, and Larry Page. And now Web 3 has created SBF and CZ. But are these crypto billionaires like SBF and CZ just a flash in the pan? Or are they forerunners of an impending wave of wealth creation? 1. How people get rich now. In April 2021, Paul Graham wrote an essay, How People Get Rich Now. By looking at the Forbes Top 100 Richest People, Graham shows how wealth creation has shifted over the past century from industrial tech to inheritance and now to digital tech. First, Graham shows how wealth shifted from industrial tech in 1892 to inheritance in 1982. 
1892, the New York Herald Tribune compiled a list of all the millionaires in America. How many had inherited their wealth then? Only about 20%. Instead, economist Hugh Rockoff found that many of the richest gained their initial edge from the new technology of mass production. But by 1982, the most common source of wealth was inheritance. Of the 100 richest people, 60 inherited it from an ancestor. There were 10 DuPont heirs alone. This led to the rise of investing in digital tech. Paul Graham again. By 2020, the number of heirs had been cut in half, accounting for only 27 of the biggest 100 fortunes. Of the 73 new fortunes in 2020, 30 derived from digital technology, 26 from industrial technology, and 17 from investing. What about crypto, the intersection of digital technology and investing? Graham didn't look at crypto in 2021, but by 2022, we now have two crypto billionaires in the top 100, SBF and CZ. It may not seem like much, but rarely do we find an entirely new category for how the wealthiest people create their wealth. More importantly, is this a trend? Two, how many crypto billionaires will there be? Serial entrepreneur, investor, and influential essayist Balaji Srinivasan and Polychain Capital founder and CEO Olaf Karsten Wee estimate that if the price of Bitcoin were to reach $200,000, half of the world's billionaires would be crypto billionaires. That is a massive shift in who controls wealth. Does it hold up? We can do some napkin math to find out. How many billionaires are there? There were only 15 billionaires in 1982, but there are now 2,668. And we'd expect that number to rise to around 3,300 by 2025. But how many crypto billionaires are there? Given crypto's volatility and pseudonymous nature, this is a difficult question to pin down. For simplicity, let's use Forbes' estimate of 19 crypto billionaires. Again, this new crypto blip is pretty small. Right now, only 1% of billionaires are crypto billionaires, 19 out of 2668. However, this is something categorically different. The real question is, what's the trend line? More napkin math. As I write this, Bitcoin is at $30,000. What happens if, by 2025, Bitcoin goes to $200,000 and the rest of crypto rises with it? That would give you roughly 400 Bitcoin billionaires, 200 Ether billionaires, and 200 other billionaires. This would make the 800 crypto billionaires around 20% of the total. With this rough napkin math, I disagree with Srinivasan and Carson Wee that 200,000 Bitcoin makes 50% of billionaires crypto billionaires. I think it's more like 20%. Still, 20% is a huge increase, and $200,000 Bitcoin is not unlikely. All of the math above doesn't even include the long tail of wealth creation. Bitcoin mining created thousands of millionaires. The ETH initial coin offering created thousands more. DeFi created thousands of DGen millionaires too. No matter how you do the math, Web3 is a huge wealth creation event. How will the nouveau riche leverage it? Nexo lets you easily buy crypto with your bank card and earn industry-leading interest rates. Earn up to 16% on crypto and up to 12% on stablecoins. Nexo makes passive income easy with interest paid automatically and daily. With Nexo, you can also borrow against your crypto at 0% APR and exchange over 300 pairs. Receive a welcome bonus of up to $150 in Bitcoin until June 30th at Nexo.io. That's N-E-X-O.io. This episode is brought to you by NIR, a climate-neutral, high-speed, and low-transaction-fee Layer 1 blockchain platform. NIR is a blockchain for a world reimagined. Through simple, secure, and scalable technology, NIR empowers millions to invent and explore new experiences. Business creativity and community are being reimagined for a more sustainable and inclusive future. 
Reimagine your world today at near.org. The Breakdown is sponsored by FTX US. FTX US is the safe, regulated way to buy and sell Bitcoin and other digital assets with up to 85% lower fees than competitors. There are no fixed minimum fees, no ACH transaction fees, and no withdrawal fees. One of the largest exchanges in the U.S., FTX U.S. is also the only leading exchange that supports both Ethereum and Solana NFTs. When you trade NFTs on FTX, you pay no gas fees. Download the FTX app today and use referral code BREAKDOWN to support the show. Two, present. How crypto whales are leveraging their wealth today. We all know the famous quote misattributed to Gandhi. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. There is a version of this but for digital technology in Web 2 and Web 3. First they ignore your protocols, from TCP IP to ERC-20 and ERC-721. Then they laugh at your Super Bowl ads, from Pets.com to Crypto.com. Then they fight your influence, from the US banning file sharing to China banning Bitcoin mining. And then you win and get a crappy government implementation of from healthcare.gov to GovCoin coming soon. Another framework of technology adoption is Carlota Perez's S-curve. All tech goes from the installation period to the deployment period. Web3 is still in the installation period. How is it impacting society today? We can break this up into three categories. Value creation, the direct impacts of Web3. Excess capital, philanthropy, and Web3. Hashtag squad wealth, collaborative ecosystems in Web3. 1. Value creation, the direct impacts of Web3. We can understand Web2 impacts by looking at tech company mission statements. Microsoft, a computer on every desk and in every home. Google, to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Facebook, to make the world more open and connected. Amazon, where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. But in Web3, mission statements are focused on money instead of information. Coinbase, to increase economic freedom in the world. OpenSea, building an open digital economy. FTX, a cryptocurrency exchange built by traders for traders. The direct impacts of Web3 will be a digital economy open to the entire world. 2. Excess capital, philanthropy and Web3. Web2 birthed a set of traditional foundations like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Schmidt Futures, Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, Mackenzie Scott Foundation, Open Philanthropy. Web3 is going to be a bit weirder. Brian Armstrong is funding $100 million for longevity research. SBF kickstarted the FTX Future Fund, which doubled the amount of money focused on long-termism. He's also given $10 million to Carrick Flynn, an effective altruist political candidate from Oregon. This is 3x the donations of any other House candidate. Number 3. Hashtag Squad Wealth. Collaborative Ecosystems in Web3. Finally, we can look at the long tail of wealth creation. In Web2, this manifested as angel-less syndicates and angel investor networks. Groups of early employees who exit with tens of millions of dollars invest that money back into tech. In Web3, this goes even further. Every round is a community round, with NFT DGENs and crypto VCs aping in together. This will be supercharged with the Web3 native version of Syndicate, Syndicate DAO. Crypto fundraising is community fundraising. But we also have a fully new form of community fundraising that is built on abundance, impact DAOs. These are collaborative networks that have positive externalities built in. Gitcoin grants give back to the open source community. KlimaDAO gives back to the environment. DSI gives back to fund new science research. I like to think of these as DAOs that succeed in the presence of other DAOs that also succeed in the presence of them. People give back to fund crypto infrastructure through Gitcoin grants, and then those grantors are rewarded later with retroactive public goods funding. Dylan Field tweeted, 
Some of the best economic returns over the next 20 years will accrue retroactively to those who fund philanthropic, scientific, and public goods efforts. We are on the precipice of figuring out systems to incentivize this behavior in a scalable way. In Web3, we're seeing the huge impacts of crypto wealth through direct company impacts, philanthropic initiatives, and new forms of squad wealth. So what will happen in 2040? 3. Future. Decentralized Solar Punk Society. We can project these three trends into the future to understand a decentralized solar punk society. Again, that's the value creation, the direct impacts of Web3, excess capital philanthropy in Web3, and hashtag squad wealth, collaborative ecosystems in Web3. The ideas that follow are speculative, but should give us a rough sketch of where we are headed. 1. Value creation, the direct impacts of Web3. Software is eating the world. Web2 started by eating bits, then moved to atoms. Web3 will finish eating bits, then move to atoms too. Meet space in the metaverse will be fully intertwined with internet and blockchain protocols. Just as the Enlightenment separated church and state, crypto will separate money and state. Every community will have a currency, every person will have a soul, a far-reaching identity token idea, and every soul will work in trusted networks. The network state will form in the cloud, then will push down to every acre of land. Number two, excess capital, philanthropy in Web3. In addition to Coinbase giving and FTX Future Fund, there will be dozens of massive Web3 foundations that give in a bottom-up way. These foundations will take the form of what Nadia Asparova calls idea machines, funded organisms that turn ideologies into outcomes. Number three, squad wealth, collaborative ecosystems in Web3. In 1976, Vanguard gave retail investors access to the stock market index. Now we have new indices on crypto like the Coinbase 10, DeFi Pulse, DeFi Innovation, and NFT Index. Through indices like these, the public will collaboratively own and benefit from Web3 and AI wealth creation. There will be a clear risk-adjusted investment ladder for public goods projects, like VC is an investment ladder for startups. We will have seed, Series A, Series B, but for nonprofit public goods. Donors will be repaid through retroactive public goods funding. Company mergers and acquisitions will phase out in favor of DAO token swaps and shared liquidity pools. The ecosystem of DAOs will rise and fall together as a complex adaptive system. Software is eating the world. Crypto accelerates that process. By 2040, Web3 will be the water we swim in, full of crypto whales, millionaire minnows, and the rest of us small krill. Let's make the water and the land nourishing and balanced. All right, back to NLW here. And obviously, there is a huge amount to unpack in here. It is a big think piece, perfect for a Sunday, by the way, long ranging, far looking. And I think the cool thing about this piece is that it really gets at different dimensions of change. When we think about societal change, economic change, global change, that is not monolithic. It doesn't come from just one area. Throughout the piece, Reese is talking about direct impacts in the sense of how structures are changed based on this technology that's being built. One of the reasons that you hear crypto advocates talking about equality of access so much, reduction of fees, limitations of middlemen, is that those are artifacts of an old system that structurally this new technology could change to the benefit of people. That doesn't involve giving back by being rich. That's just inherent and endemic of this new system that's being built if it's built the way that we all hope. The second part, though, is that philanthropy. It is utopian to think you can design a system that is so perfect that it doesn't come with negative externalities. As a society, one of the ways that we clean up those negative externalities is civil society, philanthropy, charity, nonprofit funding, public goods funding, research funding, things where the market incentive isn't perfectly aligned with what's important for the world. We can use excess capital generated by markets to make sure those things happen. If you look historically, and Reese got into this a little bit, but it's really true, 
the shape of philanthropy always follows in some way, shape, or form the way in which the wealth was made. I agree wholeheartedly, especially with the notion that DAOs and giving collectives will be a human experience that will become much more normalized over the coming years. One of the barriers for people giving is a sense that their money isn't going to actually make a difference. When you're part of a collective that can contribute to an entire goal, that psychology shifts. Fun backstory, before Groupon was Groupon, it was actually called The Point, and it was a philanthropy startup. Its tagline was roughly along the lines of, sometimes every dollar doesn't count. And so to take a very crude example, if you were trying to build a well in Africa, and it cost $10,000 to build that well, well then raising $9,000 doesn't actually do anything. So the idea of the point was to have fundraisers that would only trigger and withdraw the funds from your account if the certain threshold was met. You may recognize how that dynamic went on to become Groupon. The whole idea of a Groupon was it's a deal that only happens if enough people sign up for it. It has a built-in viral mechanism because you get people to share it because they want all to get access to the benefit. The point was a venture-backed business and so ultimately had intense pressure to take advantage of the unique mechanics for a more commercial setting. But it reflects this idea of how powerful collective giving that actually can achieve a specific aim might be. Finally, the last aspect of chains is just around human behavior and unintended consequences. Even using that same example that I just did of giving collectives, giving collectives are interesting to me not just as a mechanism for funding specific important initiatives, but as a new type of human experience that leads to fulfillment, excitement, engagement among family and friend networks. And this is just one of a million types of structures that are going to be experimented with in the context of Web3 over the coming years. Anyway, we could talk about this forever, but I hope, like I said, this is a little bit more of a dose of optimism or at least longer outlooking than we've had for the last few days. For now, I want to say thanks again to Reese for writing this great piece, to my sponsors Nexo.io, Near, and FTX for supporting the show, and to you guys for listening. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace. Hey, Breakdown listeners, come join Coindesk's Consensus 2022, the festival for the decentralized world this June 9th through the 12th in Austin, Texas. This is the only festival showcasing and celebrating all sides of blockchain, crypto ecosystems, Web3, and the metaverse, and is designed for crypto newbies, investors, entrepreneurs, developers, and creators. Use code BREAKDOWN to get 15% off your pass at coindesk.com consensus2022.